0: Chatters, I'm Nat. And I'm Kat, and welcome to a holiday edition of the Crime Chat. I am your forensic femme fatale, Natalie, as you're a true crime addict connoisseur.
1: We're just two normal girls who are sitting under the mistletoe, (laughs) sipping on some spiced eggnog while we Um. obsess over dark crimes, evil minds, and occasionally the unknown.
0: And here's your disclaimer, Chatters. The following Crime Chat contains adult content and descriptions of potentially violent, interesting, eerie scenarios today. So your listener discretion is advised.
1: You have been warned. And before we get into today's crime chat, Kat, what have you done? Well,
0: I have to ask you (laughs) and I meant to ask you. So we just finished the two-parter on the MH370 disappearance. Did you ever watch Manifest?
1: I started watching Manifest. Did you? But unfortunately, I was pulled away. Mm -hmm. That is on my to-do list actually this weekend because Sunday I ain't doing a damn thing other than Netflix.
0: Look at that. All right. So I expect a report. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what we have been doing. So we, (laughs) crazy enough, we've been binge watching Frasier. I love
1: that show. That's a great show.
0: I was never into it when it like came out. I was like, this is, Mm. yeah, I never really watched it. So Chris was like, he he watched it, and then we're kind of watching it from the beginning and all the way through. That shit is hilarious. Yeah. And to think of, like, when it came out, it was, like, PG-13. They have a mm-hmm. lot of, like, sexual innuendos, <laughs> and it's hilarious. And yeah. even some things that would be considered, like, off-color today. Yeah. Yeah. The grandfather with his freaking armchair. <laughs> Self, you know, admittedly. I right. could have watched it before, but it's it's hilarious. It, it really is. Uh, a couple other things I've watched is I've been on a Hercule Poirot bench. That?
1: That's what
0: the fuck Agatha. Is that? That's Agatha Christie's detective from um, Haunting in Venice, Death on the oh, Nile.
1: That's that movie that came out. Is it good? Mm-hmm. It is. I,
0: good. Well, I watched Haunting in Venice. That was that was really good. That was it. So. You know, it's it's Hercule Perot. He's like this grand detective. I don't know if Agatha Christie wrote a lot of the other movies and stuff. Right. But a lot of the movies have developed from that character and it's the same actor who's fantastic. Like I can't imagine any other Hercule Perot. I love him. He's an he's a Shakespearean actor. So it the original movie was The Murder on the Orient Express. That was the Agatha Christie book. Yes. Okay. Agatha, Agatha Christie book. Yeah, he's fantastic as the detective that came out this year and then the movie that came out last year was death on the nile and that has oh my girl gal got it in it she's freaking gorgeous <sighs> she girl is. is perfection she is and you know who else was in that movie russell brand
1: who the fuck is russell brand oh yes okay yes okay i know that's the guy take him to the greek or something russell brand okay
0: get him to the Greek. get him to the okay. greek <laughs> yep 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 he was married to Katy perry yes. It was funny because he played a doctor in uh, Death on the Nile. And I was like, God, that guy looks familiar. He looks so familiar. So familiar. And then it was like, about halfway through, click, <laughs> Russell Brand. <laughs> That's who it is. <laughs> but both fantastic movies. Like I said, I was on like this Hercule Poirot kind of big. I got to check that out. When we're not watching Fraser. Both movies are fantastic. Did, have you seen Murder on the Orient Express? Yes. It's one of my favorites. Yes. The old one. Yes, so good. Yes. Uh, but that's about it. What about you? What you been up to? So it's
1: funny that you mentioned Gal Gadot because I did just watch Wonder Woman. Ugh. I just watched the original because I, she's one of those okay, this is before Marvel got boring. So like <gasps> I think Wonder Woman is one of to I, that. <laughs> I'm I I'm kidding. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Recently like the whole Marvel thing like I'm like, "All right, where are you going with this?" Like it's so sure. much and it's confusing and yeah. but Wonder Woman was one of those characters that you either got mm-hmm. it or you yeah. didn't because it's so ingrained in our culture. It's one of those things where you can't get an actor to act mm-hmm. the part. The actor, actor, actress needs to actually become that yeah. person yeah. for it to actually fly with the audience. And I think Gal Gadot was an unknown actress. She came out of nowhere. Yeah. Do you know she's military? She's retired military? Yeah. She's Israeli. Yeah. And you want to hear another cool fact about her? When she filmed Wonder Woman, she was pregnant. I mean like 6-7 months pregnant. Wow. They oh. They green screened her belly. God. She did that movie uh, pregnant. She's amazing. She's a goddess.
0: She's amazing. She is yeah, Wonder Woman.
1: Truly is. Now when I think Wonder Woman, I think her cuz she did such a great Yes. job. I agree. Then uh trying to shop for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I got some things done. Oh chatters i got cat's gifts Ah! this is what i'm gonna be doing on sunday this and watching that um manifest manifest yeah while my candle is lit i don't know if you could see that so it's a edgar Allan poe themed candle yes yeah it's called the library oh my god how mysterious i love Mm -hmm. it i love the theme yes
0: i went with an edgar Allan poe theme since he's such an integral part of the crime chat and you know what it smells like
1: the way a good leather-bound book would smell.
0: Like a library.
1: Like a library. Oh, yes. That's what,
0: amazing. It smells like a library. <laughs> <laughs> well, and part of the reason, and I mentioned it on a previous episode, is we talked about going on location. And in Charleston, because yeah. the book I got you says... It's Ed Growling Poe in Charleston, like his history of being a part of Charleston. A lot of times people don't think. They think of him being in the New England area. In Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a house on a place called Sullivan's Island, which is in the Charleston area. Mm. And there is a restaurant called Poe's Tavern. (gasps) And it's all themed. And there's a little bit about it in the book about the restaurant. And we need to go there. Yes,
1: we do. Question. Is his house still there? Yes
0: i believe it is really so we can go to the house we can go to the tavern Definitely and do that. we can get the whole experience on location right with edgar Allan poe yeah that's a good idea i love it i love it All right. <laughs> 2024 here yeah, we come yes. baby <laughs> well getting into today's story there's a lot of things we obviously have a holiday theme Uh going on Uh right it is christmas happy holidays chatters we're going to talk a little bit about some holiday things today but what we consider a lot of times with christmas includes elves and more specifically in modern times even the elf on the shelf you probably have seen them across all of your social media yeah so from encyclopedia britannica elf is a germanic folklore originally is a spirit of any kind later specialized into a diminutive creature usually in a tiny human form Mm -hmm. so in the prose or called younger elves were classified as light elves who were fair and then dark elves who were darker than night these classifications are roughly equivalent to the scottish sealy court and unsealy court there's a There's a similarity there. The notable characteristics of elves were mischief, volatility. They were believed to be at various times in various regions to cause diseases in humans and cattle. Oh my God! Sit upon the breast of a sleeping child, give them bad dreams, and German word for nightmare Uh is actually called (laughs) Alpdrücken which means elf pressure. I didn't know that. Now you know.
1: I knew there was something shady about them, but I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah.
0: So they actually, so word for nightmare means elf pressure in German. So, and one of the things they would do is steal human children or substitute channelings. And I'm going to get to channelings here in a minute. Okay. In the British Isles, Flint implements called elf bots, elf arrows, or elf shot, which are now known to be prehistoric tools by Abu Aboriginal Irish and the early Scots. They were believed to be the weapons by which elves injured cattle. Elves occasionally were also benevolent and helpful. In the second edition of the Encyclopedia Britannica, which was published. Like 1800, Mm -hmm. basically, calls the word elf obsolete, but reports that belief in such creatures, quote, still subsist in many parts of our own country. In the Highlands of Scotland, newborn children are watched till the christening is over, lest they should be stolen or changed by some of these fantastical existences, end quote. So they actually took like took it away from the Encyclopedia Britannica and then, of course, added it back in. Uh-huh. Sometimes the concept of elves and fairies are regarded as one and the same. The origin of fairies is the Anglo-Saxon mythology, and even King Arthur is at times regarded as being the son of a fairy. Fairies are said to be born of and associated with flowers, and their wings are said to resemble those of butterflies or dragonflies. That's pretty. Elves are usually associated with trees, and their origin can be traced back to Norse mythology mm-hmm. in time elves came to be indistinct from fairies though both older classics such as johann wolfgang's von goethes poem der orkdig mm-hmm. the elf king <laughs> and such po- modern classics as jrr tolkien's lord of the rings are still they still treat elves as a distinct type now changling i mentioned changeling it's a european folklore which is a deformed or embellic offspring of fairies or elves substituted by them serotipulously for a human infant. Now, according to legend, they abducted human children and they're given to the devil or to be used to help strengthen fairy stock. Wait a minute. The Changling.
1: Would be an elf replacing the child and the child heading over to hell
0: well they would hand it over like a sacrifice to the devil
1: oh
0: wow or they would be used to help strengthen fairy stock like soup no like a stock like a cows and okay. <laughs> farmland trees the return of the original child may be affected by making the changling laugh or by torturing it so the changling would Take this child, and if you uh-huh. would catch it with the child, you would have to make the chingling laugh or torture it. And it's the latter belief, the torturing, that was responsible for numerous cases of actual child abuse. There's
1: a lot of that. Yeah.
0: I know. Uh, Pixie is another one, and in this, in the folk, is the folklore of southwestern England. is a tiny elf-like spirit or mischievous fairy, dressed in green, who dances in the moonlight to music of frogs or crickets. Okay. Favorite pastimes are leading travelers astray and frightening young maidens. Pixies also delight in rapping on walls, blowing out candles, and playing in water. Their prank of leading people astray gave rise to the terms of pixie-led or pixelated, which is a way to describe a person who becomes lost on a familiar road.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: It was later extended to mean any state of bewilderment or confusion. So I'm just like pixie-led right now. (laughs) Most ancient forms of elves came, as I mentioned, from the mythology of the Norse. Mm -hmm. And in the Norse mythology, they came in pairs. Light and Dark Elves. Light Elves were appreciated and esteemed by the god Odin. Some legends say that the look of the elves was linked to the changes of the season in nature. Elves were mostly immortal, but they could die if their sacred oak tree was cut. Light Elves, also called (laughs) Logisfer, I'm not Norse. I don't speak Norse either, uh, as the Norsemen called them, inhabited the beautiful world of Alfheim. Now, Dark Elves, on the other hand, are called Dokalafar. They were said to be quite ugly, and they lived in the world called Niflheim. While Dark Elves were said to be evil in nature, Light Elves regarded humans as inferior to them, so they did not hold the human race in high esteem. Oh. In a way, Light Elves can be seen as the portrait of the perfect Norseman. Blonde hair, blue eyes, green uh-huh. eyes. Uh-huh. The fine nose, the close link with nature, and all traits that is related to ancient Norsemen. Now, in the present day, movies show the funny image of Happy Christmas elves who help Santa by making toys for human children. Right. Even though this image is more prominent in the present, it doesn't make the original depiction of elves any less true. In the past, elves were said to take away human children, curse humans, or drive them mad. These things happened especially when humans interfered in the lives of the elves by disturbing them. The revenge or retaliation of the elves was to be feared. So what does that mean for elf on the shelf?
1: (laughs) It's a creepy tradition. It's creepy. Sorry. I don't like it.
0: (laughs) Well, it became a Christmas tradition uh, in around 2005, so Mm. less than 20 years ago, when a mother-daughter duo wrote the book, Called Elf on the Shelf, a Christmas tradition. Uh The book tells a story about a scout elf who hides in people's homes to watch over other events. Once everyone goes to bed, the scout elf flies back to the North Pole to report to Santa the activities, good or bad, Uh that may have taken place throughout the day. Now, before the family wakes up each morning, the scout elf flies back from the North Pole and hides. By hiding in a new spot around the house each morning, the Scout Elf plays an ongoing game of hide-and-seek with the family. Mm-hmm. The Elf on the Shelf explains that the Scout Elves get their magic by being named and loved by a child. Yeah. In the back of each book, families have an opportunity to write their Elf's name and the date that they adopted it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Once the Elf is named, the Scout Elf receives its special christmas magic okay which allows it to fly to and from the north pole but as you can imagine this has also faced social criticism Mm. and it's been called quote a marketing joggernaut dressed up as a tradition end quote that had the purpose to spy on kids Another said it bullied children into thinking their behavior equals gifts, and this is considered a dangerous parental crutch. Mm. The toy has said to breed competition mm. and potentially having feelings of inadequacy, like if you don't win. Right. And that it also adds holiday stress to parents. It also has been called a symbol of the surveillance state guised as a children's toy. Now there's a professor her name is Laura Pinto she should, she suggests that in conditions kids accept the surveillance state that it communicates to a child that it's okay for other people to spy on you and you're not entitled to a privacy it's creepy scary yeah. if that gets like if that gets embedded in a child's head like early on what are they going to grow up to be yeah. like that voyeur yeah. or more mm. you know yeah. If you grow up thinking it's cool – she said, if you grow up thinking it's cool for the elves to watch me and report back to Santa, well, then it's cool for the NSA to watch me and report back to the government. The rule of play is that kids get to interact with a doll or video game mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But not so with the elf on the shelf. So the rule is you don't touch the elf. Right. Think about the message that that sends. Yeah. So – Yeah. Other experts have disagreed, (laughs) suggesting that the elves encourage children to be kind and compassionate. The elf is a visual cue to act nice, Mm. says one clinical professor. Yet Yahoo Parenting says it might remind kids not to fight with their brother. Right. But that also, like you said, it kind of influences competition between siblings. I don't know. So that's a little bit of a lead in and history of elves. Are you a light elf or are you a dark elf?
1: I don't know. I'm a little bit of both. I'm a Gemini, so (laughs) I could be a little bit of both. (laughs) So
0: you can be both. I can.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I knew there was a dark history there. Yeah. Like it's weird. Well, thank you for that intro. You're
0: welcome. I hope it helps.
1: (laughs) Yes, it does. Because honestly, I know there, you know, it's the holidays. We're all focused on like buying gifts and like the whole commercialism of Christmas and Mm. stuff like that. It's so stressful. Yeah. But basically, Christmas is should be about family. It should be about like, you know, you don't have to show up necessarily with gifts, just show up. Yeah. Yeah. There is a dark side of Christmas. We're going to get into okay. it.
0: Is it that little devil on your shoulder?
1: You Have you ever seen this guy before?
0: Is it Krampus? It's Krampus.
1: Yeah. We're going to talk about the flip side of the Santa Claus. We're going to talk about Krampus. Krampus. Children all around the world know the, s- the rules of Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. So he is making a list. He is checking it twice. He is going to find out who's naughty yes. and nice. You basically got a fifty-fifty shot, okay? Or as we know, if you're good, you get rewarded mm-hmm. with gifts. If you're bad, you get coal. Like that's the way I was yeah, raised. You, get, you get, coal get coal in your stocking.
0: Yep, that's all you get. Right,
1: but in places like Austria, where their version of Santa Claus or Saint Nicholas is a bit different. Mm-hmm. St. Nick is accompanied by a terrifying assistant named Krampus, Mm. a.k.a. Krampus the Christmas Demon, Mm -hmm. the Christmas Devil, or sometimes they just call him (laughs) Krampus. I get Krampies. That's like me. (laughs) If you were bad, Krampus was in charge of punishing naughty children in the ways that go way beyond a lump of coal. Mm -hmm. All right, you ready? Picture this. Half goat, half demon, Mm. standing about seven feet tall, One foot is a human foot. One Mm -hmm. foot is a hoof of a goat. Giant horns growing out of his forehead, possibly Mm -hmm. more than one set. His whole body is covered in black like hair, like a bear or like a goat. He has this long snake-like red tongue. In one hand, Mm -hmm. as you can see, he holds a bushel of birch Mm -hmm. twigs. Basically, a demonic scuzzlebutt. Have you ever heard? You know who scuzzlebutt is? No. Scuzzlebutt is from South Park. Oh, You have okay. to okay. go watch it. It's pretty hilarious how they kind of like piece this character mm-hmm. monster together and it's almost like uh, Krampus. Basically, with that bushel of birch twigs, he uses that to beat you oh. if you're really, really naughty. Oh. oh. Okay. Ow. I know. Oh. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. No, no, no. <laughs> Um, If you're really, really naughty, he throws you in that Mm -hmm. basket Mm -hmm. that he carries Mm -hmm. and drags you straight to hell where Mm -hmm. he can either torture you, whip you, set you on fire, or possibly eat you alive. Mm. He also wears chains and bells. Normally Mm -hmm. his, uh, you could see it. You could see like his arm has a chain here. Yeah. So his hands are shackled and he's got bells on. It's similar to the sounds of Santa, so you don't know who the hell is coming down that chimney, mm-hmm. and they want it that yeah, way. Yeah, everything you're gonna hear, it all screams child abuse and abduction. <laughs> seems to be like a theme back then. It seems like a lot of people just didn't know how to be parents. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. They were. just- And this
0: is like this is like um like a German Austria. It's- Austria. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, Santa might need to pick
1: nicer friends, (laughs) as we can see. Like elves and Nat and Cat, Krumpus gives zero. (laughs) (laughs) And... Basically, we all need a friend like that. You're my friend like that. I'm your friend like that. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Santa, he's got a lot on his plate. Like once a year, he has to give toys and, and presents to everybody in the world. So mm-hmm. Krampus is like, you know, he's that guy next to him saying, I got this. Hold my beer. He's that type of, I'm there for oh, you. Oh, I got this. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. there for you. What? That kid is bad. Yeah. I'll handle him. You you handle the good kids. I'll deal with the bad kids. <laughs> Where did Krampus come from? Believe it or not, the Krampus tradition is both ancient and beloved. Mm -hmm. He is the dominatrix of Yuletide, Okay. (laughs) This terrifying Christmas demon is celebrated across multiple countries in Europe, like Austria, Bosnia, Czech Republic, Mm -hmm. Hungary, Germany, Mm -hmm. Romania, Mm -hmm. and Italy. It is mostly believed to be an ancient Austrian tradition, But some believe that Krampus originated actually in pagan times. And I'll get into that too. Krampus was widely seen as Santa's evil twin Mm -hmm. or the yin to Santa's yang. Mm -hmm. The monstrous Mm anti-Santa. He's more celebrated as a Christmas demon. Not necessarily evil, but he's definitely demonic. This is a long, long time ago. But I think life was a bit harder back then. Sure. The word Krampus comes from the German word Krampen, which means claw or something lifeless and dried out. Oh. But there are many regional variations. What is known of the story of Krampus, uh, it emerged along with St. Nicholas. Mm -hmm. At the time, it was fitting something to help keep the kids like in check because food (laughs) was very limited. And during the winter times... It was hard to survive. I mean, sure. let's face it. It's like our first story we did. Um, we went all the way to um, Australia, mm-hmm. the great outback, back in the day, before there was running water and air conditioning. Yeah. You know, yeah. all there was was rum. All
0: there was. <laughs> we all know how that turned yes. out.
1: So, <laughs> Krampus would appear the night before St. Nick Day, which is the 5th of December to dish out his punishments or even steal naughty children from their beds. So, like, mm-hmm. the St. Nick Day technically is December 6th. Mm-hmm. His responsibility was to get there before St. Nick and kind of clean out the bad kids, get them out of there so only, you know, the parents can celebrate Christmas with the good kids. Basically. Okay. I I wrote here, like, he was the boogeyman before the boogeyman was a thing. Sure. He's, like, the OG of what goes bump in the night. Mm -hmm. The stories of St. Nick and Krumpus are intertroven through time. Mm -hmm. St. Nick only focuses on handing out gifts, eating cookies... While leaving the rest up to Krampus, and Krampus even joins him in his sleigh. Oh, okay. At times, Krampus seems to be Santa's ride or die guy, mm-hmm. depending on wh- what region you're hearing this tale. Krampus can come across as being evil. Krampus can come across as being just like Santa's right-hand man. It depends on Mm -hmm. where you are. Although Mm -hmm. the stories are much older, details of Krampus only emerged in the 19th century. He appeared in various Mm -hmm. plays as the counterpart of Santa. At this time, he was called Krampus, being associated with Mm -hmm. St. Nicholas depicted a more demonic character, which always stood behind him in these illustrations, like kind of like a shadow, you know?
0: I was just about to say like a shadow figure. Yeah. Yeah. And of course,
1: St. Nicholas appearing more heavenly, more saint-like. Oh, Santa, I see you. And uh, there's a little (laughs) bit of backstory on this jolly man. So Santa's origins come from the legendary St. Nick, very little is known about Saint Nicholas' historical life. Saint Nicholas was born March fifteenth, two hundred and seventy. That's a long time ago. And he died on December sixth, three forty three. Okay. So that's where the relevance of December sixth comes okay. in for like Austria. Yeah. He was known as Nicholas the Wonderworker. Mm-hmm. Saint Nicholas is the patron saint of sailors, merchants, archers, repentant thieves, children, brewers, I don't know how brewers work in there. <laughs> Pawnbrokers, unmarried people, and students of various cities and countries around Europe. So, yeah, first of all, children should be first on that list. <laughs> okay. I don't know where they get like it, alcohol is always like intertwined in this. Always. Stuff. Okay. He has a reputation of one of the most pious saints. And was known for his legendary habit of gift giving. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Little is known historically about St. Nicholas. The earliest accounts of his life were written centuries after his death and probably contain like legendary elaborations. I mean. Sure. You know. He is said to have been born in the Greek seaport of Pantera to wealthy Mm -hmm. Christian parents. After his parents died, Nicholas said to have distributed their wealth to all to the poor of the community. So
0: a good heart from a young age.
1: Yeah. Saint Nick is a good guy,
0: you know, but you
1: know you know something? Cat. <laughs> you always have that friend. Oh yeah. That's you. You are Saint Nicholas, I am your <laughs> Krampus, okay? <laughs> One of the most famous incidents of his life, he is said to have rescued three girls from being forced into prostitution oh. by dropping off sacks of gold coins through their windows so that their father can pay the dowry for mm. each of
0: them. Have you heard of that tale before? That's pretty popular. No, but prostitution is the oldest you know, career that there is, so it doesn't surprise me. Right. Other
1: early stories to tell of him calming the storm at the sea, saving three innocent soldiers from wrong- wrongful execution, and chopping down a tree possessed by mm, a demon. For elves. Oh, I didn't <laughs> just realize that connection. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another famous legendary tale tells how he resurrected three children who had been murdered and pickled in brine by a butcher planning to sell them as pork during a famine. So that sounds
0: so familiar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's giving me like
0: vibes of stories
1: that we've done already. Yeah. 200 years after Nicholas's death, the St. Nicholas Church was built. But in honor of Nicholas. His good deeds and stuff like that. And his remains were moved uh, to a sarcophagus in that church. So he is there. We should do another crime chat on location. Oh, let's go to Turkey. Hell yeah. Saint Nicholas Day is also called the Feast of Saint Nicholas, observed on the fifth or sixth of December in Western Christian countries, mm-hmm. and on the nineteenth of December in Eastern Christian countries. I guess it's like a uh, Christmas, like the yeah. way we we celebrate Christmas. Yeah, like this is what they were doing. It is a Christian festival with particular regard to Saint Nicholas's re- reputation. As a bringer of gifts, mm-hmm. as well as through the attendance of church services mm-hmm. in the United States, one custom associated with Saint Nicholas Day is children leaving their shoes in the foyer on Saint Nicholas Eve in hope that Saint Nicholas will Aww. put some
0: coins in, in their in their Aww. shoes on their journal. like stockings. I mean, that has to be where the stockings came from. My God, yes,
1: I didn't even think about
0: that. Yeah, oh, that's
1: just heartwarming. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, the American Santa Claus, as well as the British Father Christmas, derived from St. Nicholas— However, the gift-giving associated with these figures is associated with Christmas Day rather than St. Nicholas Day itself. So I think Mm St. Nicholas Day was a time of worship and feast Mm -hmm. where we've just completely added Macy's and Walmart and Black Friday. (laughs) We've just commercialized it. We've commercialized it, Beyond
0: recognition.
1: Yes. (laughs) So, back to the demons. Krampus may be the son of two Nordic gods. Oh. Hela, the goddess of the underworld and the dead, and Loki, the god of Loki. mischief.
0: Loki. Marvel.
1: You know something? I don't know if it's, I, we've just been doing crime chat too long, but this dude doesn't scare me. No.
0: <laughs> now, if he were to come out and, like, give his tongue and, like, start to lick your ear or something, then I might worry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, during the 19th century in the Alpine regions, on December 5th, people would celebrate Krampus with a parade like Krampus Or Crumpus Run by drinking way too much, Mm. dressing up as him, wearing headdresses with huge horns coming out, putting on these big furry coats, carrying a bushel of sticks and bells, while running down the streets like almost like that. You know that that running with the bulls. What are they in Spain? Running
0: with the Crumpus. Running
1: with the (laughs) Crumpus. They trample innocent bystanders and chase down unlucky people. In a brute display of f*** around and find out, basically. Oh, jeez. Although this is not meant to injure people, the meaning behind this has a symbolic message of violence against decorum. It
0: just it just tells me it gives people a reason to be violent. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you could relate it to the running of the bulls. Like, when the bulls are out, you're not outside. So when the Krumpus is out, right. stay the f*** inside.
1: Right, and if you decide to stay out, You're going to find out. You're going to get trampled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 1862, a paper in Budapest published a picture of St. Nick with Krumpus standing behind him lurking in the shadows, connecting him to the Christian holiday of Christmas. So, like, it was this illustration in 1862 where we have now this this figure in our head. Yeah. The archbishop tried to ban Krumpus, but it didn't work. Mm. In fact, he su- he survived multiple attempts of expulsion. Mm-hmm. The Catholic Church tried to get rid of him because the church officials believe that he bore too close of a resemblance to the devil.
0: Ugh, again, commercializing. I mean, if you know, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you know, you know. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Nothing is nothing is proven, but there are some people that feel that it's actually the other way around. Feel that the Krampus tale is so old mm-hmm. that the depiction of the devil is actually derived from Krampus. Okay. Which is pretty cool. So with this parade and with the running of the Krumpuses, people actually enjoyed festivities surrounding Krampus, mm-hmm. and they were not afraid of the monster before them. Like the, this this monster to them doesn't give them fear. It kind of gives them a reason to rejoice. Okay. Yeah. Only in the 19th century is when this tradition fa- started fading away. Mm-hmm. However, he is making a comeback.
0: <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> in
1: 1867, Austria actually had its first delivery of postcards. I did watch Bailey Sarian's story on Crumpus, mm-hmm. and she even spoke about like the weird postcards that were yeah. going around at this time. Yeah, crazy, very morbid, very dark pictures on the postcards. And one of the postcards that were delivered during the holiday was one of Krampus. And he was always chasing children with a whip. Mm. Or he was sitting with half-naked women. Mm. Why not sexualize it? Everything else is sexualized. Yep. This was known as the Krampus cards. They were extremely popular with Austrians and Germans Although Krumpus was a threat to children, a known threat to children, Mm -hmm. for women, if you were hit with his whip, this would bring fertility to you. So... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's just very weird. (laughs) Very weird. It is also believed that Krumpus has roots in the pagan traditions to drive away winter evil spirits and Mm -hmm. promote fertility. Mm -hmm. Although this is all unfounded, there are stories connecting him to the pagan traditions and then there are stories like now there's no documentation technically his this version of krumpus didn't come out till 17th century but i don't know you never know Mm -hmm. the nazis even published an article banishing Mm krumpus so he was even too bad for them (laughs) in the 20th century is when his popularity started to decline however his popularity as of today i want to say in the late 2000s it started to come Mm -hmm. back krumpus remains an important part of christmas traditions in places all over europe the legend of the whip yielding krumpus as a christmas villain is worth fearing the terrifying half goat, half demon that continues to captivate mm-hmm. people all around the world, even after hundreds of years, no matter how disturbing he may be. Mm-hmm. Here he is. Once again, <laughs> now he's in Hollywood. Yes. I mean, there's movies. So I found a story about Krumpus, like a like a sighting. Oh, somebody who actually saw Krumpus. Yeah, recently. Oh. And the story is called He Ate My Stocking. Is <laughs> this
0: is this a, a creepy pasta?
1: No, this is an actual story. Okay. This girl swears that she saw Krampus when she was around eight years old in 2005. She was staying in Germany for the holidays with her family. She was in a countryside house with eight of her cousins. Some of them were younger. Some of them were older. But she remembers one night... Waking up in the early dark hours of Christmas morning, she stated she heard the sound of jingling bells and walking around in the living room. So thinking it was Santa, she got super excited and ran downstairs. But she stopped immediately when she saw what was actually standing there. In a dimly lit room in front of the fireplace was a dark silhouette of a horned beast with human arms and animal legs. She said he lifted his head, tilted it back, and he was slowly swallowing her entire stocking mm. that was hung on the mantle with mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. And suddenly he looked over at her. Mm. She could barely see his face because it was dark in the room. The only thing she could make out were his smiling white teeth. Mm-hmm. She ran up the stairs as fast as she could. She ran to her bedroom, locked the door behind her, and jumped in her bed. She could hear the hooves stomping up the stairs mm-hmm. after her. Mm-hmm. And she expected him to come straight into the bedroom, but instead she heard him walk past her room and then stop by the door of one of her cousins. So in her head, he wasn't there for her. Mm. He was there for him. Mm -hmm. In the morning, as the family came down to eat breakfast, she noticed that her cousin wasn't there. When she asked her mom what happened to him, she said that he woke up not feeling well and he had this weird, strange rash on his back. And she ends the story with, was he whipped? Like, what happened to him? So, I don't know. I don't know. That's a pretty (laughs) pretty creepy
0: thing to happen when you were
1: eight years old.
0: I want to say I've heard this story before. Oh, yeah? And and I want to say it was from Ryan and Shane in their episode of They Do Too Many Spirits. Right. And it was not this... It wasn't last year, maybe the year before, mm-hmm. when they told this. St- I want to say this is the same story. BuzzFeed Unsolved did Krampus
1: into like five years ago for their first animated episode. Oh,
0: so okay. they
1: they have an animated episode of Krampus,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's pretty freaking funny. Mm-hmm. They're hilarious. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. So here are some movies that you need to watch: mm-hmm. Krampus, just Krampus, mm-hmm. which came out in twenty fifteen. Krampus the Christmas Devil, which came out in 2013. Krampus the Devil Returns, 2016. Krampus the Reckoning in 2015. (gasps) Krampus Unleashed in 2016. Merry Krampus in 2014. And the one that I need to see and you need to see, Krampus (laughs) the Return in 2022.
0: The one I've seen is 2015. Adam the one with Adam Scott. It's the
1: it's the one where there's like a snow uh snow globe on the cover with yeah. his hand over it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw
1: that one too. That was a good one. That's good. So, Merry Christmas or Merry Krampus, everyone. That's my story now I'm sticking to it. That is awesome. <laughs> so, I know like
0: I've there's been a lot of people who are a lot of uh out there's been a lot of outlets that have talked about the history of Krampus and like you said like mm-hmm. I don't like as a kid I didn't know about Krampus. So it must have been like right. that early 1900s kind of going out, but in and I wonder what brought it back. Was it being back in the movies? Was it somebody going Let me look into some dark history. Oh, I found this really weird, you know, anti-Santa right. thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll bring it back and it, beca- it so do you think a lot of it has because has been because it's been in movies and it's been publicized well today yes but back
1: then i don't think he was looked at as the way we look at him today because we have child protective services on hand (laughs) so i think back then it was very hard to survive and one family could have seven to ten kids Mm -hmm. that they can't feed Mm -hmm. so a lot of bad stuff used to happen back then to kids and I, i i just feel like how many kids did he abduct? And when I say he abduct, how many kids were were murdered, mm-hmm. saying that Krampus mm-hmm. came around because they couldn't feed them or they couldn't do something what? like that? What a great excuse or justification! Yeah. Fucked up, yeah. That's truly fucked up. And I think back then, because it was just kind of like survival of the fittest, Krampus wasn't the scariest character in sure. the room or your parents were, but like
0: famine, famine was evil. Famine. Yeah.
1: But I think through the years are are not dealing with that level of uncertainty yeah. of how to, where, where your food's going to come yeah. from or you know like we have more control. Yeah. So yeah, he's a he's a demonic looking figure. <laughs> I think with demonic looking figures, it also creates a sense of mystery and people have more curiosities. Yeah. He's a folklore mm-hmm. rock star in a way. He's Santa's yeah. ride or
0: die. Do you think there was? With the original Nicholas, that was such a, you know, giver and well-doer for those in Mm. need, do you think there was somebody that was his ride-or-die back then?
1: Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? You always have that friend. I don't care who you are. You (laughs) always have that friend. St. Nicholas, he did great things, but... Honestly, what did he do with the bad kids? Yeah. He had to do something. Yeah. I'm not saying he murdered or abducted them, but I'm saying that maybe he had a story in his pocket Mm -hmm. to scare them. Maybe Krumpus was a story that St. Nicholas came up with in order to kind of say, be careful. Yeah, be careful. Yeah. Child safety back then was an issue. Sure. It was an issue because parents were, they just didn't care.
0: It's almost like, I mean, I don't, that's probably not until, I would say probably in the last... 20 maybe 30 years that Mm. that there's been become the helicopter parent yeah where it's overly you know too much yeah and obviously somewhere in the middle is like that fine line but like i don't know back then too you you had children to keep your lineage going right so had to make them survive yeah it would be nothing to have like 10 12 kids Mm -hmm. in a family that's crazy. Yeah. I can't imagine. It's yeah. to have a human come out of me that many times mm. is unimaginable. But they keep doing it. I know. I oh, mean, God.
1: after ten pregnancies, my husband wouldn't be able to touch me. Like, stay over there. I'm sorry. Does
0: it even feel good at that point? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, but thank you for doing that story. It's always interesting to have, like, another perspective on the Krampus. And I love how you went into a little bit more of the St. Nick, too, and kind of what their ties are. Yeah, they have a relationship. It's like the the angel and the devil in your shoulder. You can't have one right. without the other. Exactly.
1: I would love to see that Krampus run, though. That would be fun. Yeah. That looks
0: like fun. It. Another
1: Crime Channel location. <laughs> Because we're going to leave you hanging chatters for more information on this case, please check out After
0: That Crime Chat, only available on Patreon. And don't forget to follow us, Crime Chat with Nat and Cat," on all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. See what we got going on.
1: Yes, remember, Crime Chat with Nat and Cat." when you become a VIP chatter to our Patreon, you'll have access to bonus episodes, behind the scenes, bloopers, and free merch. And check out some merch in the world. Yes,
0: and be sure to check out our next episode. It is a bonus episode we do bonus episodes when there is a fifth Saturday in the month and that only happens a couple times a year and it happens to be the last day of the year this year so yes. we are doing our bonus episodes and our theme is female serial killer yeah so you don't want to miss it in order to listen to that episode in full you must be a patron Mm -hmm. you must be subscribed to our patreon page so go there to www.patreon.com forward slash
1: crime chat with nat and Kat. all right well you don't want to miss the chatters we'll
0: see you on the next crime chat bye Bye. Bye. happy holidays